This episode of Ragcast Outdoors is brought to you by PK Lures, Bow Spider, and High Mountain Seasonings. On this episode of Ragcast Outdoors, we sit down with Sam Davis and Zach DeWitt to talk about some of their monster Shiras moose that they killed on archery hunts here in Wyoming. I can tell you, David and I really enjoyed this episode because we were at the Bow Hunters of Wyoming convention in Sheridan, Wyoming. And you could tell that these two guys were really good friends and that they really enjoyed hunting together. And it really comes through on the podcast. So we hope you enjoy this episode of Ragcast Outdoors. Fish on! Hey, Radcast is on! Hunting, fishing, and everything in between. This is Radcast Outdoors. Here are David Merrill and Patrick Edwards. Hello and welcome to another episode of Radcast Outdoors. Today we're uh, at the Bowhunters of Wyoming convention. Out in the field for the yeah. first time for us. Taking the roadcaster on the road, and we've yeah. got a couple of guests here with us. So, guys, I'm going to have you go around and introduce yourselves, so go for it. All right, I'm Sam Davis from Sheridan, Wyoming. I'm Zach DeWitt, also from Sheridan. Awesome. So, Sam, tell us a little bit about Predators Never Quit. All right, so uh, Predators Never Quit is a, is a brand that I started back in 2013. Actually, Zach and I were hunting together and another buddy of ours, and we were in some real rough country, and we weren't actually going to spend the night. We were day hunting, so we weren't set up with camp and stuff on our back, and long story short, we were about a long ways in and spotted elk even further the other direction from camp in, and we were sitting there glassing them. We were all kind of doing the pondering, looking at each other and going, you know, him and Han, 10 o'clock in the morning was weird. There was a big bunch of elk, and they were, they were out there quite a ways, three, four miles the wrong direction. And I was like, predators never quit, guys. Let's get after them. And I'd already <laughs> killed my bull, so it was easy for me to say. I was just video guy, meat packer guy. and It's always the easiest yeah. when, you're, when you're, you know, you're punched your tag. And yeah. then you're, you're hanging around camp like, come on, guys, get, get with it. Let's go. Exactly. And so that's how it started. We were headed down the ridge, and as I'm walking down the ridge, I'm just cutting up, you know, because I have no work, worries, cares, and care for is bombing on the mountain. I was like, I'm going to put that on a shirt. And uh, so that led, literally led into that adventure turned into overnight. We didn't have sleeping bags, slept on pine boughs, ended up getting picked up 14 miles away off of a mountain range, had to get driven around to call for rides. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a crazy never quit moment. And I, I, it's just something that I've stuck to that, that mindset, that, that motto. And it's something that I live by and me and my buddies, that's how we hunt. And uh, so fast forward, I put it on a hat Back in 2013, I built this PNQ logo, and then it kind of went by the wayside. Life got in the way, busy, kids, family. But then my wife, she kind of struck up the idea. She's like, hey, we need to get that going again. We have a bunch of people that have asked about it. And so, yeah, we launched a brand called Predators Never Quit, and it's, it's something I truly live by. Like I said, it's a lifestyle, and, yeah, that's how I try to live life, whether it's working out, whether it's bow hunting, whether it's being a father. It's just it's a, a never-quit mindset. No, they're, they're sick hats. I, I'm, they're really I mean, cool. I'd wear one. No, they're thank, cool. Thanks, guys. Very cool. Yeah, thank you. This is one of the OG ones here. So. Yeah. Yeah. So where can guys get those hats? Uh, so I got a website, www.predatorsneverquit.com. And then you can find me on Instagram at sdavis2506. And I have a Predators Never Quit Instagram that's growing. But I do a lot of social media through my through my own name. So Sam Davis. But yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. So hunting lifestyle, born and raised in in it, right? You guys have, dad's brought you up. Yeah. Yeah. Since we were little, you know, both our dads were hunters guides um 
his dad was a fishing and a hunting guide his whole life so and mine mine was as well a hunting guide later on but yeah just grew up hunting and probably wore him out wanting to go all the time <laughs> when we were little and well patrick and i both have kids and i mean the yeah. reason we started this podcast was to get women youth you know families involved in the outdoors that's a big mission goal of ours and we try and take our kids as much as we can and there's a study that was released i think rocky mountain elk foundation has republished it but basically and i i'm going to misquote it kids from a household where only the father hunts like a quarter of them go on into adulthood to hunt but kids from a household where the both the mother and father hunt three quarters or more continue to hunt and fish into adulthood and that that should speak volumes to everybody out there mm-hmm. that we need to we need to grow this sport yeah it totally doesn't surprise my wife she's a big bow hunter too actually she had never hunted and then we got together uh, six years ago and she would watch me shoot my bow i mean every night watch me shoot my bow and she was like kind of fascinated like how fascinated i was by shooting my bow i mean it was just every single night i don't even think about it my bow sits by the back door i grab it i shoot some arrows every single day it's just a it's religion to me and it's for me it chill i chill out it's kind of just it just eases my mind i shoot constantly i think she was fascinated by like man like he just gets in a mode and then i shoot or like if i'm stressed i go shoot my bow everything and anyways what that led to is i bought her a bow that christmas and yeah and then she got into shooting and she you know can i pull back you know do you think i pull back enough and all this and we worked into it worked into it she's pulling back 50 pounds and she got very accurate and yeah now she hunts she's hunted for she's killed some really good bulls with her bow and she's been really lucky with her bow so yeah it's i totally my little girl now she packs around a bow and she shoots a, it's in the house it's everything so yeah i totally get what you're saying yeah and i mean you and i met at a total archery challenge and i get to see the families going through there yeah, totally you know that's not just a, a dad's weekend go by yourself event and if you haven't i mean uh, i the best way i can ex- describe this is when i go shoot a rifle long range even if i take the kids i'm not relaxed after doing that for an evening right yeah if i go out in the backyard and shoot my bow if i'm stressed i go shoot my bow right if i if i and my now my boys and my wife we all have bows and we all shoot in the backyard and that's what the family does yeah absolutely yeah so i want to hear a little about a moose hunt i i heard let's 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 start with zach over here (laughs) yeah start with zach let's let's start with that monster that you yeah um so that was um, how many how many points did it take first um i had 18 points um, when I drew my tag, uh, I was the high point holder in that particular area. Um, it's kind of a area that... Yeah, we're not going to say area names. Yeah, Sorry, well, guys. It don't That's matter. Fine. Fine. <laughs> but, uh, I think if somebody wanted to dive deep enough, they could figure it out. So it was... Uh, it um, is public information. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, historically, it's fantastic moose area, but because of our predators in wyoming in the last 20 years it's really gone downhill but and if, if you want to know more about the predators in wyoming we had dan thompson on the podcast oh, did you? yeah he did uh was, i don't remember the man. episode yeah he is so, but we did wolves grizzly bears and mountain lions and he's yeah. dude that guy is so stuff yeah yeah um so we kind of i started putting in when i was a kid when i was able to hunt um and my dad would just you know always buy me a moose tag someday you'll get to hunt one of these and um about four years ago uh, me and sam well we've been hunting together for college know, we met so, in yeah. college in 2003 is when we so, met each other yeah nice long time now and we finally about four years ago we started talking about like some of these well actually um sam had a, a sheep tag the previous year of my moose so we got into we, we were finally to the point where we could hunt some of these trophy game animals and we discussed it 
um, where to go, talk to some people. Um, one guy in particular that he was just elk hunting. We knew him through guiding. Um, we, we actually guided him. But, he, you know, he just was like, oh, you should see these pictures of these moose that we have that go through our elk camp. And so we got to talking about it and, and decided we were going to start putting in and just did a lot of research and everybody wants to hunt the bighorns or saratoga for moose and that's out of the question unless you're the max point holder and so we just you know did our research and talked to a lot of people and the year that i drew we talked about it and it was like you know sam had a sheep tag the year before and he said hey you put in this year he goes this year year you and he actually had more points than i did but he said you put in and be your hunt this year so i put in we researched and researched and I finally decided and put in and that was our intro to moose hunting that year it was went over for a scouting trip and it was kind of we didn't do very well on the scouting trip slash anniversary yeah. that was my wife's <laughs> anniversary trip too. <laughs> yeah. oh, she's, yeah. she's she loves this I got to go along on her <laughs> anniversary <loves> trip <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gave I gave him one day where they could he could take her out to dinner and so that she didn't <laughs> a moose tag yeah, honey she didn't Sorry. kill us both that weekend but you guys are lucky um, to be alive oh yeah. man <laughs> she's a sweetheart like she's a saint really a saint oh. um so, but we learned a lot of country and we just, we felt like we had a, an idea of what we wanted to do. And Those moose are crazy in the fact that when you're elk hunting in some of those, they're standing right there in the willows, lets you ride, ride right by horseback. But now you get a, a moose tag in your pocket and you show up and, I mean, it's amazing how those things can hide. Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> For yeah. such a big animal too. Oh yeah. They're, and they're big and black. <laughs> like there's nothing. Yeah. I don't know how how it works, but they yeah they they're biggest animal in the woods and they're jet black and and they just disappear on you. But so we ended up going over mid September. We just kind of wanted to get in on the rut a little bit, and but we had an idea of what we wanted to do and how to how to moose hunt. We thought Sam, me, uh, a couple other buddies went with. We're in grizzly country, so it was nice to have plenty of people over there and just. <laughs> De- definitely buddy system in grizzly bear country. If, oh, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's a good good idea. Yeah, no, no more sure. than yeah, yeah. F- definitely two people at all times together. And we went hunting. First couple days, it was just Sam and I, and and we talked to some guys over there hunting. And they they were deer hunting, and you know they they were just kind of like, oh, you know, we've seen some moose, and well, we weren't there to see them too. But we 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 found a spot, got into some moose sign, and it was made us feel like we were we we're doing something right and um we ended up split doing whenever everybody else got over there we did we split up and you know had groups of guys going out just glass and looking that's the key i think like we know you know we've only done it a couple times but we really wanted to cover some country and just just see as much of the the landscape as we could and ended up uh on day three that we were there got into some moose and found a really great bull and kind of we did a little dance with him for about an hour yeah that was yes wind we, which way is the wind going which way which way they go this bull was really hot chasing a rutting uh, cow he was rutting her hard i mean so he was doing the swamp shuffle he was running her i mean it was wild for a while there yeah yeah they went this way and that way and we were 
we were like matching them. You know, we're 400 yards away up on this divide and we're like dancing with them. We were just idiots looking back. We were so shook up. Is it <laughs> like, it's yeah. so funny to look yeah, back the, on it. The bad thing was we got a, a good look at him when he was um, <laughs> head tipped back looking at us. He's 54 inches wide. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, and he was still 300 yards away. And, you know, and so that just. I was rattled. Sam That's my one rattled. thing with elk hunting is, you know, we get a bull fired up, but I haven't seen him yet. So I can have an arrow knocked. I can be up there. And then when I first see him, he's usually in range and I get to kill him. This, hey, let's sneak in and, and let's get more excited and let's get a little closer and let's get more. And then you look up, your binoculars are going to go, oh, yeah, that's a good one. And you just keep getting a little more amped. Yeah, more, more amped. yeah and I, I think the fact that it, it's a moose and there's a lot of time involved in just getting to the point where you can draw a tag like i've been doing this since i was you know in high school and you have to that goes into your mind too it's almost like, two I decades have, invested yeah, exactly. in getting well, a the pressure tag. of having a trophy tag is unreal like not am i gonna this is a once in a lifetime tag almost opportunity so there's a lot riding on zach like when we see that bull zach you're gonna be an old man when you draw the tag <laughs> exactly. again exactly. If, if yeah you, yeah if, if you draw it again if i draw it again so that that plays into it too and yeah just rattled we were making we didn't make any mistakes um but we did some things that we didn't need to do we were running back and forth and you know and we didn't need to do that but um, we did make the right moves. Had a, we had a cow and a calf come by us at, I mean, it was literally less than 20 yards. Um, but they were in the lead of the group. There was a hot cow that he was still with down below us. And um, they finally worked their way up to us. I was able to get an arrow in that bull. Um, How far was the shot? Uh, 50 yards, which, you know, just like you're talking about elk hunting, you're there, right there in the willows. You can walk right by them. Um, but when you're hunting them, it's you can't walk right up to him uh got an arrow on that bull and it wasn't the best shot uh it was a little bit back so we gave him some time went and found our friends that was almost another an adventure just trying to find our buddies because they they got in this big canyon (laughs) 20 miles away from us and um it worked out okay because it took them time to get back to us and we went back in blood trailed that bull and we ended up pulling out for the night uh we just didn't in grizzly country remember all this is in grizzly so we got <laughs> yeah. a lot of we're trying to find him but we're trying not to bump him and we're still in grizzly country so you're in that do we let him sit overnight do we keep pressing what do we do kind of mode like that was a lot of thinking going on there yeah and so we left him overnight and that was i didn't sleep that night i we were in the trailer we have a uh, enclosed snowmobile trailer from when we used to ride snowmobiles. It's our we, toy hauler. It's, yeah. it's fancy. <laughs> we put a four-wheel and a razor in it. With rhino-lined floors. You can wash it out, but it's nice to sleep in. And it's hard-sided in grizzly country. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so. always a huge benefit because <laughs> yes. you don't want to be a burrito. Yeah, no. exactly, right? <laughs> so we uh, left him that night. I think I slept 30 minutes probably and got up the next morning. And Sam, Unless you've been there agonizing over a shot all, all day coulda oh, shoulda woulda second guessing you know it, until you've done that you, you just can't describe you, it to somebody you can't and i was sick to my stomach i you know the next morning we got up and we we did wait for for daylight just to you know there's no need to go out in the dark so we waited until daylight and i was just kind of bummed i was i thought that i may possibly screwed this up and sam said yeah well we'll, we'll go find him today 
and I in that situation having a positive oh. up, upbeat buddy. I mean, because you just good job, Sam. <laughs> good job, yeah. I mean that that can really make or break the hunt, end of the hunt. It, yeah, that, that morning started off good. I went out to do the morning duties that morning. All my buddies are waking up, getting going, and I'm kind of a morning consistent guy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you got to remember, we're camp truck camping, and we're right on the road, and uh, we're right on the road. And this bull elk, I call this bull elk, right to our camp, 40 yards from the trucks. I mean, could have whacked. I mean, so it was one of those mornings where it's just like stuff that never absolutely literally called this bull in with cow calls. I'm standing there in my underwear and called this bull into camp. So it was one of, with trucks around in camp. It was one of those mornings. It was like, something's good going to happen today. Like I, I already just had a good feeling. I just had a good feeling that things were going to go. And so anyways, yeah, it, that's how it started off. I'll say that was my part. Well, these guys were getting their stuff together. I was outside and called the bull elk into camp. And yeah. so it was just one of those things. It was like good vibes today. It's going to happen. The good guys are looking at us. Yeah. Good omens. Yeah. yeah. That was how the morning started. It's like you said, and, and uh, Sam kind of, we were to the side and he said, well, let's go find this bull, you know, just positive. Yeah. And, and that just gave me the confidence that like, yeah, let's, let's do it. We're going to, we're going to go find it. We've been in a, a million situations as far as hunting and tough just, shots. Yeah. We've had liver shots before. And so, so we've, we've done this. We've waited the five hours. We had the six hours. We've jumped bulls. I mean, we've been hunting some 20, going on 20 years. I mean, so it's like, yeah, we're young guys. But, but you have the experience of your dad's passed down to oh, you totally from too. being yeah. kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, and we've, we've been through this and it was just one of those times where I can't say, I, I mean, looking back at it now, it wasn't like, yeah, we we're going to find this bull, but we had video footage. We saw where he hit it. He center body masked him center of body a little low but I, did, I had confidence man i'd seen my buddy shoot before and we'd been in we'd been in situations like this we'd found I mean, bulls that i mean to go blood. into equipment you you guys obviously before season or paper tuning oh yeah shooting totally. premium you know yeah, practicing yeah, getting do. getting dialed in it's not just oh i drew a moose tag i'm gonna yeah. go two weeks before exactly. season buy a bow and, and go hunt. absolutely yeah and i think the last thing that either of us shot with a rifle was 2006 so yeah, we i mean 15 years that it's been strictly bow hunting like we just don't not that we don't and care we about rifle on that hunting. earlier you know you go shoot your rifle you're not relaxed and calm after go shoot five rounds out of your rifle and if you're telling me oh i'm calm you're, you're not right you're you got this explosion a foot away from your face <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm flinching right yeah. i go shoot my bow i could shoot my bow Till dark, I could shoot 300 arrows and just be like, ah, oh, this was cool. Yeah. Watch the sunset, put some good arrows in, in foam. Let's let's do this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we, you know, the equipment, yeah, it's all it's all great. It was just, you know, not the perfect shot. And, um, and if anybody does this long enough, it's bound to happen. Foam is way different than hides. Bound Stuff to happen. happens. Yep. And so we went to blood trail and again picked up, you know, we had everything marked from the day before and went and picked up where we left off. It kind of dried up a little bit, but we, we were in a spot where we knew that bull wasn't going to get out of there in this, uh, on this ridge that he was on. Um, got in an old growth forest and he just, he wasn't going to, he was, gonna, hurt. He he was, was slowing yeah, down. He wasn't going to make it out of there. And we were about two hours into it and an hour and a half of it was just on the blood trail slow finding here and there and a, another friend of ours that came over and hunted with us he just happened to look down off this uh little cut and he i was i was the closest one to him i was probably uh, 10 yards from him or something and he he goes do it he goes i see your bull i don't know what to think he i see your bull so, <laughs> is it alive? What am I supposed to run up there with <laughs> my bow? Well, yeah, exactly. What do you want from me? He says that to me. I'm a hundred yards above. I'm a yeah. hundred yards. I'm up on the next like level, so I can't hear anything even. So I, 
I l- turn to look at him and he just comes running to me. Now I'm still, I don't know, like, <laughs> what do I do? And he's got the biggest grin on his face. So he comes running up and he goes, he's dead, he's dead. And so I, I only had to walk probably five feet and then I could see over and I could, and that bull's 40 yards below me and I can just see his big horn sticking up out of the swamp that he's laying in. And <laughs> yeah, and I just, at, at that at point, that I moment. lost it. I lost yeah. it. And Sam, Sam was the farthest one up from me. And so I hollered and he come running down the hill and the other two, um, our two friends, brothers, uh, they come running down and I mean, I was just a wreck. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here looking at this and... Flood of emotions. I, yeah. Flood of emotions. Highs, like, the lows of bow hunting, straight up. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, all, all, I was... All in less than 24 hours. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And back to the grizzly thing. Yeah. I, I'm like, my mind's not even working correctly right now. I'm just so excited. And But we've had this moose. We're really close to 24 hours it, that since I shot him and we're in thick, thick grizzly country. So, so how far did the moose go from the shot? Not that far at all. Three, not even 300 yards. Yeah, probably 300 yards. Yeah, at max 300 yards. So we're, from where we lost the blood trail, where he ended up hitting him would have been low liver shot. So he livered him, punched all the way through him, low livered him, center of body. Like it wasn't a horrible, horrible shot. And uh, I would say where we lost last blood, he took a, like a hard left and you know, they don't moon it down. He walked right through a tree. He, I mean, he literally walked right through a tree, climbed over by a six foot of deadfall. And that's where we couldn't pick it up again. That's when we decided to back out. So when we really started grid searching, I mean, we weren't like, we hadn't been grid searching much we knew we just kind of we kind of fanned around we kind of had a pivot man we went about 80 yards one way and pivoted we were just on our second pass coming back so from where we'd lost last blood we were like probably 60 yards from where we'd lost last yeah and it was lost last blood but it was less than 30 minutes yeah yeah and we were on him found him so the part where i was just excited i if it came together and but when sam came down and He's like, calm down, guys. Like, we need to check this situation out. We're all still 40 yards above this moose, and we're in an old-growth forest. And And we can't see directly underneath us. There's a cut that we can't see because he's dry. You know, he's probably 30 foot below us in elevation, would you say? Yeah, probably 30 feet. Yeah. And he's like, we got to figure out what's going on here. Bears, guys. Yeah, like bears. That was always on my mind. We're all carrying 12 (laughs) gauges. All of us are carrying sawed-off 12 gauges. So, I mean, we're prepared, but we, everybody got it real excited, and I don't know if, you know, Yogi's going to stand up and give us the wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried to tell people from out of this state about the bears, and and I don't, I don't know if they fully understand what we deal with on a day-to-day. So what, what people got to remember, or people don't know, is um, prior to this hunt, by about five days, there was a gentleman, that a guide that was actually killed as the crow flies very close to where we harvested. I mean, and that was within about five days before we got there. This gentleman had got killed. He was in there with a hunter of his, gotten him working an elk over, and the boar, uh, grizzly bear charged him and killed him. Yeah, we're and so, I'm pretty familiar with this. Absolutely. Yep. So I left. We left that day. 2018. We left to go on that hunt. My wife freshly heard that news, and I said, babe, I was like, we're going to be a long ways from there, like, uh, you know. <laughs> couple miles but anyways <laughs> we, we, we were in there yeah, that whole yeah. week and we came out and they're like it's been killed i'm like what yeah and what? you know and so yeah. and if we're not going to go into that story on no there, i'm just but saying but that's yeah, that's, that's serious, right there and that's what serious. that's on our mind and we left yeah. a moose lay overnight you know 24 hours and we're in that so i mean that that was definitely on our minds so that's that's there's, that there's nothing worse than running into a grizzly bear on a kill to give kudos to your story, I mean, my best bull elk, I made a horrible shot at 20 yards, right? 20 yards, you'd think no big deal, right? I 
I, I, I just choked it. And I called in a couple guys, really good, you know, guides, outfitters, guys that work in the woods. And we let that bull lay overnight. And it was in Grizz country. He went 1.1 miles from where I shot him. And, I mean, we were, we were down to he was bleeding out of a hip. And it was swiping on pine branches. One little needle would have one red swipe. Four foot up. Four foot up. Mm -hmm. Every 80 yards, we'd find one red swipe. And for a lot of it, I was just tracking tracks in the... Dry tracking. That's it. Mm -hmm. And we lost it a hundred times. And I had one guy out in front with a 12-gauge just doing circles as bear guard. And I had one guy behind me keeping on blood. And I was just, you know, and I'd have to fan out and take all three trails because there'd be three forks and I'd have to take each one to find the next blood. And it took us, we started at 7 a.m. It took till 5 p.m. to find that bull. But he's, I mean, he's shoulder mounted in the house and he's, he's worth it. You earned him. But we we definitely earned him. But you have to stay positive. You got to be like, we're going to find this thing. And you got to do your due diligence. And I would have been back up there the next day. You absolutely do. And that's, I don't know if it. That I don't think it gets done often enough, but you have to stay with it, just like you said. Like, if it takes two days, you need to you, do your deal you, diligence you and ha- make the best shot you can. To. Right? That's that's well, number one. Absolutely, <laughs> but but you you need to stick with yeah. what you've got, and and that's what we did, and and it turned out. Um, I have a 55 inch moose on my wall right now. <laughs> a 55 inch Shiras. I mean, yeah. guys go to Alaska that's, and barely shoot that. That's a that. monster. So, yeah. yeah so, a, it's something so, to see. So that was, but we assessed the situation and, and there was no bears around and we hurried as fast as we could to take care of him in that swamp, which is not a very easy Yeah, knee situation. deep. It was like knee deep. Just like knee deep permafrost, right? I mean, it's probably Ugh. similar to something that's like in Alaska because it wasn't like water standing on it. But as you started as you walking. you stood on it, you were sunk in, yeah, and like trying to roll him up, he had stuck a leg straight down to that moose. It stuck a leg straight down in that swamp. So to get him rolled over was ridiculous. Really? Like, we had to like dig it out. But I mean, yeah, it was. And uh, I mean, you guys have worked up plenty brutal. of elk before this. Oh, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a no-brainer. And yeah, we know how to get to one of these, it's, it's a little different task. It they're, is. They're horses, man. Horses yeah. of the swamp. It was awesome. Like, yeah. and I was just, I mean, I was on cloud. I'm just hooked watching my best buddy kill a giant. It was, that was one of the best days ever. It was unbelievable. The group of guys that we had there are, it's our crew. And they're just, it was, uh, it was awesome to watch Zach do that. And we got it all on video. I mean, everything about it was just, it was epic. It was a fun epic epic trip yeah it was we're moose i was hooked so i'm a moose hunter and now <laughs> my first one. And, and sam really he he became a moose addict oh, after boy. that like he was before but at that point it was and at this on. point he, i mean you're you're now out of points right yeah punched I'm, your tag I'm punched my tag and i'm sitting on 22 points at this time and i'm and so, I was so like, yeah buddy like let's let's do this again it's game on for him now <laughs> yeah well, let's let's hear your moose story. All right, so we get out of the mountains with Zach's moose, and like Zach said, and the cool thing was is we'd taken the vacation. My dad actually had some surgery done, so I had to sneak out of the mountains a day early with these guys, but we'd set this trip up to be in there 12, 14 days, you know. And so these guys were able to, like, the adventure of we don't hunt a lot. Like, Zach and I are hunting partners, but we necessarily don't hunt over each other's shoulder every time. We're solo hunters in our own ways. We go to a lot of the same places or we'll have a base camp together and we each take a tent and our sleeping bags and we go opposite directions. Some, yeah, I'm not saying we've killed a pile of elk with each other. Don't get me wrong. I'm killed a pile of deer with each other, but we're, we kind of like solo, solo do everything. 
So to go on this hunt and to have a crew, we aren't the guys that have the big wall tent setups. We aren't the guys that sleep in campers. You know, we don't have that. So to have the, that that for that one hunt, for that moose hunt, it was so fun to do that one time and have beers back at camps and cook the tenderloins back at camp. And I mean, I was hooked. So yeah, fast forward and then we get home from that and these guys end up, they stayed over there a couple days. They watched that gut pile. They knew when grizzlies came in and finally found that moose. Took another day. So it took 48 hours for bears to finally get on that gut pile, but they did get on that gut pile. And they ended up killing a wolf over there. I mean, it was a, it was an amazing Ooh. adventure, you know, on this whole trip. So we go back next year. I put in, we start doing some research. And I start researching adjoining units. Now, I hold a pile of points for the state of Wyoming, but I don't hold enough points to draw those top units. I'm one point shy from holding the top units at the time. And so I start researching. And you're hooked. You're now like, I got to oh, get a moose man, tag. Oh, man, I am hooked. I am hooked on moose. Yeah, because now I know that I can dump my points and I can have a moose tag. Like, there's no question. I mean, I'm sitting five, four and five points higher than some of these units where we were scouting. And so it's just a matter of pick a unit and let's go. So I started doing research and I dove deep into research. And Zach and I, we went over in January and scouted because we didn't have a bunch of snow that year. So we went over in January and scouted. I ended up buying a horse on that trip. It was an adventure. We drug a horse trailer to look for a horse slash scout moose. Needless to say, I came home with a yearling that's named Moose. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got a draft cross horse now that's named Moose that came out of that country. But so anyways, we did our scout and do our due diligence, and uh, I dove deep. I mean, I was getting on Instagram. I was finding photographers that were really well-known photographers, and I was looking at anything that I could find that was a moose picture. Then I would ask them what drainage they took that picture in, anywhere in the state of Wyoming. And I was marking them on a map. And that's how I started doing my scouting. That's before I'd even picked a unit. That's how I started doing my scouting is off Instagram pictures. Where are these people taking pictures of these big bull, you know, big bull moose everywhere in the state? And then I kind of started honing down. And then I started picking drainages. And then I started picking guys' brains. And then outfitters. And act like I was a client. You know, I mean, I did everything to figure out where we could find another big bull. And then when I told Zach, he was like, you know, we could go to the same place where Zach went. Or I was like, we're not going to go to Alaska. Like, what are the odds me and him going to go up there and hunt? You know, we weren't rich. So let's make this let's make this our Alaska adventure. Like let's let's pick a new unit for sure and take us to another drainage, new mountain range, and let's do it. So that's what I did, and we ended up putting in for another unit, drew the tag, and then it was game on. Same exact thing. We like we're not even gonna head over till the 20th of September. Let's wait for the rut. Let's wait for some weather. Let's let it get cool. Let's go hunt our elk first. Let's take care of our mule deer. Get our elk tags all filled. We'll do all that, and then uh, we'll uh, when we get back or when we get all that done, let's go moose hunting. So same thing, we loaded up. Three of us went over at first, and we got in there, and it was a new country. We all split up, big country. You guys know right where this at, and there's, it's a vast, vast area that encompasses all sorts of river drainages, mountain ranges, everything. This area that I shot my moose in, it was, it's very vast. Anyways, we, uh, we, we'll we go as far to say it was in the Rocky Mountains in Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't a range. I, I guess what I'm getting at, it wasn't a unit where you were just on one mountain range hunting one drainage. I mean, it's very vast where you could cover hundreds of miles in a pickup and our whole thing was like zach said on his it was we wanted to cover country and we have the accessible i have horses so we thought well we could do the horse thing but then you're kind of you know you got a 20 mile drainage or a 15 mile drainage you're kind of honed into that drainage or you have to worry about horses and i was like maybe let's don't do horses every bit of research that i did every road that's ever been established since the 1800s has been on a drainage around water so i was like we just need to cover these roads i know it doesn't it isn't your typical backcountry hunt but it's moose hunting and moose almost live on drainages. all those willows and creeks have a road within exactly. walking distance. So, so that's yeah. what we started figuring out like if we can cover miles and the ruts here these bulls will be traveling and so that's what we did we got over there for day one was a day we cut some tracks in the snow and we stopped everybody 
we stopped every single because how many of those guys there's only like four or five moose tags <laughs> seen in any moose? Exactly. <laughs> every person that drives by us on the road i mean i'm waving yeah, out i'm yeah. stopping have you guys seen moose have you guys seen moose have when my seen wife moose? had her moose tag we were literally parked 200 yards away from another truck and we'd done that we told them hey we're moose hunting we're not even elk hunting we you can have Absolutely. all the elk we don't care yeah, we tell people we're elk they park. come running down i mean we're both sitting in a meadow waiting for daylight <laughs> and they come running down the hill there's a moose up here i mean and that moose was i mean he hadn't found a lady yet so he was cruising we got up there he's like 550 550 yards and moving uh-huh. and we were trying to parallel and we never did catch up with him but he's a 45 inch oh bull, boy but another hunter because they were parked maybe you know like i said a couple hundred yards away but they were looking at the other side of the meadow we couldn't They're see and they come help us out <laughs> which was awesome. awesome absolutely so that's exactly what we did so we were doing that and that first night we hunted um we got on some tracks actually in fresh snow got camp set up and then we went out got on tracks. tents again no, yeah, we had the, we had a wall tent. Yeah, we had a wall tent. And we had our trailer, and we actually crashed in the wall tent this time. And uh, so the next morning we wake up, we'd been on tracks. So like, let's go back. It snows a bunch overnight that first night, and we get in there and we cut this track, and it's a big bull track, and you can tell there's a cow track too. And so we start doing the jungle shuffle, you know, following them through grizzly country. But we're up for it, you know. We're just dogging these moose. Never can catch up to them. Cut cut a wolf track, and it kind of lose. We lose track. But anyways, long story short, we don't catch up that track. Buddy's on another drainage. We meet back up at camp, and he goes, "Hey guys, got a found a found a bull. We should go look at." So we go over there, and this I'll I'll tell this story because this is where it goes into bow hunting is crazy. We get over there, and uh, I find this bull. Well, we sit on this meadow for like four hours, thinking that this bull's going to come out. I'm talking a vast meadow, 700 yards across by. Three, mile and a half. Yeah, mile all and the half way to the bottom. Mile yes, and a half. it's long, and we can only see about the top half of it. But Tom, our buddy's like, I saw that bull. He went into this timber, blah, 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 blah. This is where we're at. All right. So we sit there. And we They're going to be backing out in those yeah. willows. They're coming back well, out eventually. my impatient butt, uh, we sit there for about three hours. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, let's move down so we can see this bottom into this meadow. I know you think you saw him go on these trees, but like, let's scoot down. And, and you, everybody's got to remember, when you've got the pressure of this once-in-a-lifetime oh, tag and you're sitting there for three hours, you're like, this is three hours. I could be covering oh, country man. and finding another moose. We're hitting, sitting here waiting on a uh-huh. ghost that may never uh, – those thoughts run oh, through your mind. So so we work down, and we walk down this road, and we drop down. And no kidding, guys, there's one strip of timber. You know, it's big yellow grass all the way around the willow meadows, right? But then there's those strips of fing- little fingers of timber that may 30, 40, 80 yards wide that drop down in the willows. We're wearing one of those strips of timber working our way down. I'm like in the – Probably in the lead. I might have been yeah, since I was you're in the lead. And I, I lock him up, and I look back, and we've already walked by. This bull had slipped into that patch of timber underneath us in the last three hours. He hadn't left those willows, but they were so deep, I think he'd moved around in there. He'd moved out of Tom's sight. And this bull is like 150 yards below us, standing on the edge of the willows. And he's looking up through the trees, but we're in dark timber, but he knows he saw something moving. I see this bull, and he's a tank, too. He's looking up at us. And I just, I literally do like just the melt where I'm just dropping down. These guys are frozen. These guys still hadn't seen him yet. Like I'm like freeze, you know. But you can just tell by posture when you're hiking behind somebody in the woods oh, and I they froze. all of a sudden totally. just lock up. You're like, okay, if I'm following you, if you're locked up, I need to know. Exactly. Move. So I do this like slither down, drop down, drop down, like where it takes like two minutes to finally get to your knees and I'm out of his sight and I just start belly crawling down this hill straight up, winds in my face, whatever. Long story short, I get down in there and I work in on this bull. He's got a cow and she's. Let's just say she's to my left, bull's about, if I'm facing 12 o'clock, she's at my 9 o'clock, he's probably at about 10 o'clock. Well, the wind's blowing at about 7 o'clock, and I have pushed my limit as far as I can get without this cow winding me, and he's out in front of me. I get to my distance, it's like 50 yards, I range, know my distance, I step up, I draw back, and he's quartering, and I'm not, I don't even want to say he's quartering, I'm going to say he's broadside, 
and slightly quartering two. But I still have, I can't even say he's quartering two. He's broadside. You watch that video damn near. I mean, I got it on video. And uh, he's standing there. And I draw back. I take up steps, 45. And I release that arrow to watch it. I hear just a whack. And he spins and runs, and my arrow has zero penetration. I see all 29 and a half inches of that arrow sticking out of shoulder. And I can't figure it out. And I watch him, and we watch him go about 800 yards. Cow goes across the drainage. He runs down this drainage for like 800 and some yards and never even, like, just keeps trucking. Gets to the edge, stops, looks back for his cow, sees where she goes in the timber, and he goes up in the timber after. And it's evening, and I'm just like, no way. And this is where it's, it's Bohan, guys. And, and this I, is the culmination of a whole summer oh, worth dude. of practice. And 22 years of points. Yeah. 22 <laughs> years of points. So you watch this. So we get it on video, and we go back and watch the video, and there's a little bit of snow. We go back the next morning, and we track blood and track blood. And, but not for very long. Like, he bleeds for, like, 100 yards. Yeah, it was... Barely. Like, he... Fly, barely. And I find mine... There's about an inch... I don't know. There, I don't know. I had... We figured... Find the arrow. And yeah, oh, yeah. We find the arrow, right? I saw it fly out of him. When he turned to run, that arrow flipped out of him. Like, it was nothing. And we watched the video, and you could see it hit his shoulder on the video. But benefit of the doubt. So, this is Bohan. I'm telling it like it is. We watched... We blood trail him. It turns into just tracks. We're on fresh snow. So, we tracked this bull... And we get in this big willow bottom or him, and he now he has another cow come in with him, and we cut a third set of tracks that come in. I'm guessing it was another bull, and he runs him off. You can see where those tracks, you can see where they bedded down for the night. They pick up the next morning. Now we're just tracking because we have fresh snow and tracks, and we track these moose all through the next day, all through, and he's working that cow. I mean, he's not Did even. Did they mostly stay in the bottom? No. Or they just no, go up and up over? And, and up and over. So they would go from bottom up over a timber ridge into another bottom, bedded down, dink around, bed down during the day, never caught up to him. Then they bump up and they go up, and now they're climbing up towards 10,000-foot rock yeah, cliffs. I, yeah, Jeez. at least. But we this were, is, we're at 9,500. That pass they went through was yeah. Cl- it's pushing 11. Well, okay, so it's 11. crazy high. And now we're like, now we're two days into this, so we, we're not even chasing a wounded bull. I mean, yeah, granted, yes, I did shoulder shoot him. Low shoulder shot him. I can I'll go back and I'll tell that. But we're just hunting this bull on fresh snow tracks. And so we chase and chase and chase, and we don't catch him. All of a sudden, we cut a set of grizzly tracks that come in. So now we're kind of split up because the moose had kind of spread out about 30 yards in the timber. And the upper set of tracks, a sow of two cubs gets on this calf moose track, and they start following it. And right then, we got into this blow down timber. And I was like, guys, like we're going into a lion's den like following now. Because now we're two days from when I'd stuck him, hit him in the shoulder. He, isn't, he hasn't bled since two days ago you know like we have i'm just hunting a moose that's i guess that's the best way i can put it he's living he's a hundred percent alive chasing <laughs> bulls you can just tell by tracks he's all over the place rubs we were getting to rubs and everything from him it was awesome to follow a moose but so we went back that day and sat on a big meadow that where they went up but they were an eleven thousand foot pass i mean he's climbed 1500 feet over miles i mean they've done a bunch of stuff in days following his tracks and we set up on that meadow that night and sat there and sat there for about four or five hours. And it was getting close to evening. I was like, all right, let's work down. Maybe they're going to come back out. But we hadn't seen them. This meadow rolled off. So we work all the way down that meadow. And remember when we got to that ed- bottom edge of the timber, we cut their tracks where they had came down back out of the timber. We couldn't see them because that meadow was a mile away. I mean, we were glassing as far as we put it where that meadow, just natural gravity or earth rolled. They came and they went lower than us. So now they're back. And so... That moose, I was kind of like, man, we've chased, like, it. I'm not hunting a wounded bull. Yes, I did put an arrow on his shoulder. And so 
n- nothing worse than what two bulls oh, fighting boy. do to each other. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we re- rewind this. Yeah, because it was like barely past the broad end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it barely. So we go back. Have you seen that picture of the bull elk walking around with a whole tine broke off and it, yeah. like through his. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Zach and I, we've skinned some bulls that have had. We've, yeah, we've skinned some bulls that have a broken horns, antlers in between their shoulder blades and their rib cage and everything. But I mean, yes, I screwed up. And so rewind real quick. Just so a little blurb is I'll finish that story. The next day we went to divide that morning. I said, I'm going to go to another spot. We'd kind of been like this bull's alive. So Tom, our other buddy, another buddy showed up. So if Tom and Tony, they roll out and they're going to go sit over that giant mile and a half drainage and wait and see for this bull. So two and a half days now. And still, we haven't seen him. His tracks and his cows, and I mean, just no, we haven't. So it's like we can keep hunting. I'm not, I'm not quitting on that. It's just, it's this bull's alive. We, first, he went into another area, so we were done for a while. But then we did see his tracks come back in. Well, we assume, you know, it could have been different moose. Take that back. I mean, you're talking a day later, but we cut three moose tracks coming back in out of the same patch of trees off of this giant 11,000 foot pass. Long story short, the next morning we set out into the place where we'd scouted in the summer. And we drive up this big drainage at daylight, and we work this big ridge, nothing. And we're coming back out, and Zach and I are working our way down, working our way down. And I stop, and I look back, and I'm like, holy cow, there's something down the willows. I pull up my binos, and I'm like, dude, that's a paddle. That's a bull bedded down the willows. We'd walk, went by him that morning. It was just dark enough where we couldn't see. This is probably a vast, probably 300, 400 yards across this six-foot, eight-foot high willows. And we'd walk past him and then went past him in the morning, and coming back out that that after daylight we're only talking it's living daylight for an hour hour and a half where we went up and to you advantage. get a little elevation on those meadows yes. and it looks like you think you can see everything yes you can <laughs> they, and yeah. so we're working our way back and the sun had just came up and it was casting and i saw something that looked like a volleyball out there like bright like bright on the wheels i'm like what is that? i pulled up my uh i pull that up big left horn right yeah, there that big left paddle <laughs> and i pull up and i was like those are tines i was like that's a moose paddle and Zach, I'll never forget, I look over at Zach, and he goes, that's what we came for. Like, that's what we came for. And I was like, all right. So when the wind's just plowing us, coming down this drainage, and so I work up on this ridge in the sagebrush. Zach gets a camera set up. He stays there, and I'm like, I'm going for it. And we drop, I drop in, and it's, he's laying on a pretty big, not, not, it's just a bigger stream. It's not a river. It's a bigger stream that's probably knee-deep, and it's probably 12, 15-foot wide. And I'm just working up that stream, working up that stream, walking right in the water because it was quietest. It was just wading the water. And this is September 23rd, 22nd, 23rd right now, and it's snowed. It's colder than heck, but you don't care. Like, everything's out the window. I'm just boots in. I'm wading up this water. And I get up there, and my rangefinder, I hit him at 74, and I get up to the next bench, and I hit, like, 68 yards and then my rangefinder goes flash, flash, flash. If anybody Dead has battery. a like, yeah, if anybody has a like a rangefinder, you ever hit the button and it's like flashing, change your battery. It's probably been flashing on me since I was mule deer hunting early September, and I just am hard headed. Just, just just before season starts, put an just extra put battery in your backpack yeah, I've and learned. put a new one in your rangefinder. CR twenty thirty two, buddy. Get them at Walmart. Twelve dollars for two of them. Yeah, it's so, not that much. So, anyways, I quit I, being so cheap. I hit it and I it flash, 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 and goes blank at sixty eight, and I'm like knocking on my knee nothing i'm like nice so in my head i'm like well i shoot 3ds a lot and i always pride pride myself and no one judging my yardage so i start sneaking in on him sneaking in on him and now i've had to climb out of the creek and i'm in waist high willows and i'm trying to like ease my way through the willows and he's bedded he's still bedded still bedded so you're just looking at one paddle i'm watching like now i can see two paddles i can tell he's facing you know his body's running i'm coming right at him perpendicular so i'm not walking at his head and i'm pretty much coming right at him perpendicular and I can see both paddles. 
but I can't tell which side his body's on. I, the willows are so deep, I can't tell if body's left or body's right. And I just keep working up, working up, and I get to what I think's about 30, 35 yards, and he's starting to, like, raise up because he can hear me. You can see his antlers, like, getting higher. He's, like, looking. And I just stop, and I get my feet set, and then I just start raking the brush with my hands. I start raking the brush with my hands, and I start grunting, just, ooh, ooh. Ooh, and about then you can just see him rocking rocking and he just goes to stand up and I come to full draw and I just remember seeing like when his antlers came out he's a he's a good bull and, and he's he's a giant yeah, yeah he's a good <laughs> bull and when his antlers came out, I was like there was no question if it was a shooter or not like I could see the left paddle for me I could see like seven or eight tines on the top I was like holy he's got a lot of points on one so anyways I knew he was big and I uh I have it right when he stood up that shot broke at 30 yards and watched that arrow bury into him and he turned and ran about 100 yards 150 yards and dropped into the creek and i look back at zach who's up on the hill and i'm like throwing up my hands like good bad and he, he's not doing anything he's just running the video camera i'm like zach for the, this, is, this is no good like you know i'm panicking i'd hit one of the shoulders three days earlier and i'm not proud of that but i'm telling it like it is guys i'm being honest that's what happened and my other buddies they're hunting like everybody's helped and all the emotions now the emotions are starting to hit because now i stuck one and i drilled him i mean i saw the penetration buried to the fletch and i i just take off running back up to zach i'm like that's my best thing get out of these willows where i can get some elevation in the sagebrush and i need to see now and i start running up there and i get up to him and i'm just he goes well i saw him drop into there and he never came out and i'm like all right all right all right all right i didn't you know i was like i, I did i marked my spot where i was in the willows jabbed an arrow in the willows so i knew where i was standing i knew where he was i'm like let's work up this ridge and we'll just work up and keep looking down in there we'll get on that pocket and we get up there and he's bedded down in the water with his head up and i'm like holy cow there he is you know and we're watching he doesn't move. We do a little video talk, and he's he's not moving. I'm like, I gotta sneak down there. I think well, these, we <laughs> we gave him a full hour. We did. We sat there wow. for an hour watching him not move. And I was I I wore Sam out. I was like, go, just go, dude, go. just go down there. Just go down there. <laughs> he's like, I think I should. And I was like, just go. He's a we, he's like, well, time is our if, friend. Is if, always what I yeah, always say. Time always, is our friend. When you get an arrow in something, man, if if you got the time, time is your friend. Like mm -hmm. you know and. And finally, I was like, go down there. And he's like, his all head's right, still I'll, up. I'll find it. I will. And so he snuck down there. I sneak all the way down there. We'll come to find out he was dead within seconds. His, when his head had dropped, it had propped himself up and he was laying on his legs just like he was bedded. So Buckled. Yeah, he was dead he, the whole Because he died time. in the water. Yeah, yeah in yep. the water. So his head was like laying on the bank on the shore. So it was holding his head up. And he was tucked underneath himself. So he we sat there and looked at a dead moose for 45 <laughs> minutes. He was probably dead on his feet oh, after yeah. you hit him. Yeah, I mean. it was it long. Absolutely. Long and going back, like, I was videoing. It was It's great video. I was just dead steady. I had an awesome view of the whole thing. I could see Sam's stock, the moose. And after, but I'm looking through the camera viewfinder, so um, I can't see great. Um, but when you go back and watch the video and the shot and him running away, it's like, you know, right, right now, like that. And where is that video at? It's on YouTube. I'm, I have, a, I have a YouTube channel called, I guess I should have mentioned that beginning. I have a YouTube channel called Predators Never Quit. And so I, yeah, we got it. We'll throw it in our show notes. Yeah, That'd we got it. Awesome. Thank you. We got a bunch of hunts on there. We got both moose hunts and elk hunts and we got mule deer hunts and everything on there. It's not professional footage, but it's, it just shows what we love to do and, it's awesome hunting. If you're um, an outdoorsman, videos. you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun I, to watch. I just want to go watch these, exactly. these hunts now. Yeah. I really yeah. don't care the quality of the film. And then the moose hunts turned out cool because it is, it's both of us. So one of us was running the camera and each one. I, I'm pretty proud That's of cool. the moose footage. It turned out pretty neat. And yeah, so to go back on that note, I do want to, I want to make a, a note. The bull that I did hit in the shoulder. So I get home 
and I watched put it on a big screen and I watched this slow mo. I put it in slow mo and when I come up out of the willows, that bull sees me and I'm at full draw and he's he's at full alert. And your your mind feels like that was like three hours long, right? Yes. When you're you're like, Man, I was at full draw and when you go back and watch the film it was like you barely hit your anchor point and the arrow's coming off the screen. You can string. actually, you see me actually, I'm at, I'm, I do hold on him for a while. Like I do the, I do, I do some pretty good rep, like as far repetition as my, like, you know, pick my spot, breathe, push, pull. And I did it on him. And that's why I think I was so frustrated when I got back to these guys. I was like, I, I did not aim for that shoulder. I held off that shoulder. I can tell you he had a silver spot on that shoulder. And I told these guys vividly, I said, I held off of that shoulder, that silver spot. Like I vividly remember it. And when I put it in slow-mo, you watch that video, that bull sees me. And right as you see my arm break, when my, when my release goes off, that bull turns to look at me and he, he rolls about eight inches. You see his whole head and everything pivot to look oh. at me. And it drops that, that arm goes back about nine, 10 inches and it puts that sh big shoulder bone right where the vitals are. And it, it stops that arrow and the arrow hits so vitally when it stops that the fletching almost comes up and hits him in the head because it Jeez. just stops that arrow. That's why when he turned, the arrow fell out of him. I mean, it didn't do zero penetration. And it was, I mean, two inches. I got the broad head and a little more in him and then it bounced. It, yeah, that was, yes. it was crazy. But that's, to go back on it, that's... that's that's what it was. That's, that was two days or three days earlier? Yeah, two and a half days earlier. Two nah, days. it was more than that. It was because it was, well, we stayed over there and hunted him forever. Like, yeah, we tried, hunted. He was, a, he was a big bull. Like, we weren't quitting because, and we wanted. But when he went into the other unit, that is when the next morning is when we decided, all right, well, yeah, we can't do it. It was just three days. Yeah, yeah, and we couldn't do anything about it. So we sent our two buddies over there just in case he came back. But he had completely left the unit. But, I mean, to take your own tagline, predators never yeah, quit, right? You yeah. just got to keep. You you've do got a once-in-a-lifetime tag. You've got season. You're there. You've and I knew that effort. I didn't. It wasn't like I had fatally wounded him where I was. I mean, we tracked him for days in fresh snow. I mean, we tracked him, just dry-tracked him, looking to hunt him. Like, And then when he went into the other unit, then we were kind of, our hands were tied. So that's when we left. But we sent buddies over there still after him, you know. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't quit. And we didn't quit. And we got after it. And we got another one and made the perfect shot that How time. was working that one up in the water? That was interesting. You know, though, he kind of, uh, everybody always wants to be like, man, that must have been tough. And I've, I've, I've had some pictures on the on Instagram or whatever. People have always questioned it. And, you know, Zach and I, we take pride in how quick we can get something done and how fast we work. So we're, we whittle a lot of elk down in the fall when we're guiding. So we're pretty good with knives. And uh, that one, it, it, he kind of like floated, not floated, but he just, everything was clean. So you'd make well, a cut, the hair would come off. I could roll it back. You could cut a quarter off. And, and I will say we were on a, a gravel bar. Yeah. So it it was four inches of water mm -hmm. that we were standing in. Except and for where his head was. Yeah. yeah. And then it kinda of pulled up down his head, it was up to your knees where his head was. But we were we weren't like you and know, you're not dragging this thing anywhere. No, you're not moving it. You're working it up. It was where an it absolute is. wrestling match to get ready for pictures. But once we got that done in <laughs> and on that gravel bar, four inches of water, we we're like, Man, we got extra boots at camp. And we yeah, we, oh, and who, who cares at that point anyway? Like we're, I was we're soaked anyways from my knees down. We're just, yeah. you know, dancing around that place. But it was, um, yeah, and we do. We've um, cut up countless numbers of uh, elk, so we know what we're doing, and um, we cranked it up pretty fast. Yeah, we. By the, I mean, we didn't it reach. Was clean. Everything was. Yeah, just, that's what I think was the neatest thing. It was cool and clean. I mean, like there was no dirt, nothing. You'd have a game bag ready 
cut the meat off. Actually, we, we didn't have to pack him that far. I'm not interested. It was no miles. I mean, it was a pretty easy pack. So we rolled with whole quarters, whole skin, so I don't skin gut quarters. anything anymore. No, we didn't Elk, gut him. Anything. We quick quartered him. I try and have somebody there with a game That's bag. That's the way to go. Quick yeah. quarter it, skin it, lift it straight off the ground. Slip the, the game bag underneath slips it. the game bag on it. Absolutely. I go home with clean meat. I don't want, yeah. I don't need the rest of the forest in yeah. my hamburger. Yeah, man. but the water was, I guess that was cool because the water was just like, you didn't like, if you eat like some hair, you know, when you yeah. make a yeah. cut and some hair kind of falls on it, like you just flip it up there with your hand. It was, it was awesome. That's so cool. clean and everything was cool. And we'd inreached our buddies right when we shot him before we gave him the hour and everything. Delorum inreach is a, uh, you know, it's a satellite, satellite communication. Texting. Texting. Yeah, satellite yeah. texting. So we texted our buddies. We're like, Hey guys got an arrow and a bull. Like he's down, like come on this way, you know? So to give you a time frame, they were probably an hour from us, probably drive. But by the time they and they're reached, scouting for other moves, yeah, for yeah exactly, you. it's exactly yeah. what they were sitting on that drainage where I shoulder shot that bull, and they were over there. And so uh, by the time they got all the way to us, to give you an idea, we had the last load dropped it in the truck. We Just were the walking up the hill wow. as they're as they're I bet that made for us. Yeah, you guys, we must yeah. have drug your feet. Good timing, uh, guys. Well, you, guys <laughs> you guys are at the end of the valley with your spot and scopes in the truck watching our wait, truck. Wait, <laughs> oh, they got one more quarter. We'll just yeah, we'll, exactly we'll sit here in the, in the warm truck and wait. But then it goes right back to that. It was such an awesome night. Like that evening we got back. It was 11 o'clock in the morning by the time we got everything back to camp and hung up and we were grilling tenderloins and put There's something primal on. about groups of hunters hanging around oh, camp, man. around the fi- campfire, it, cooking meat. Yep. It really know, is. Celebrating honest. a successful hunt. And, you know, and Sam touched on this earlier is how, how we typically hunt. One he or two man crews, yeah, solo I, go. He and I hunt out of a base camp, and we've done this for years. We have a base camp, and then we go separate ways. We hunt. And Check we in do, every once in a while. We do hunt guy. together. Oh, some, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we've killed a pile of stuff together, and we killed a, there's been a ton of stuff where we but i think of like a mule deer hunt you're like i'm gonna go to the ridge to the south yep. you're gonna go to the ridge to the north we'll check back in tonight at dark yeah and you know we end up most of the time we end up just helping each other pack stuff out but that whole <laughs> deal with with our other friends involved too and the cool thing was was uh tom hurley who's here he was involved on both the moose hunts um but then we had um buddies that were some were on mine and and then another one tony was on sam's and um just that uh that camaraderie and and you're all there for just like that one goal and and everybody takes time out of yeah their life like that was the thing and this you know it started for for people who don't understand this is the peak of archery elk season right oh yeah september 20th we are right when everybody should have you we Yeah, exactly. So they're taking time from work. They're taking time from their families. They're taking time from their own hunting to come over and hang out with us. Mm. You know, they're they're going to come take that time and hang out with them and help them get a moose. So you you owe so much to your buddies. For me, that's the the cool thing about it is just, and being on, you know, I've been on both sides of the coin. And you you have such gratitude. you want to get one when it's your hunt. Oh, absolutely! And you but have you, such gratitude you, for those people, and then but then I don't know if I'm going to say this the right way, but then when you're the guy that's just going on the hunt, helping, I like I absolutely feel zero. Uh, like I'll stay as long as you want. As long I'm lucky, as you need I'm me. lucky. I work for myself. I'm self-employed, so it's like Sam's like, well, when do you have to be back? And I'm like. When the season closes, he's <laughs> a good hunting partner. You know, he, doesn't I want, wife, I, he doesn't have a wife I'm, or kids either. So. Right. So I, I got a, I got a hunting lifestyle, man. So. I, want, I want hunting buddies with uh, strong backs and weak wills. Yeah, yeah I can stay as long as need me. That's, that's why I have horses. But that's the. Um, it's just like, yeah, I'm here for the 
the guys that do the same thing for you. It's just there's. Uh, it's hard to explain, but it's uh, it's, it's a almost more that's... fun to be on the helping oh, of somebody oh, than it, it is. is to have the tag. Yes, because you feel the pressure of I got to perform, and when you're helping, you're like, man, I just I'll do everything I can to help you. I'm here. Yep, I found a bowl for you. Yep. but it's now up you're to you. Totally, you nailed that. That's exactly it's, right. You're it's, the, the, it's way it's better exciting. being the helper. Yeah, yes, exactly. I want to be the helper, mm-hmm. and I want you to succeed. I'm super invested, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, I get to feel, that. I get to be part of the trophy photo and be there, but. So it's I I want to be on both sides, but I sometimes like being more the helper and be yeah. especially if it's a first time or now that I got my boys right, we're gonna do a turkey hunt this spring and so I, um, we came up here last year, the last week in a season and we had that hail ice snowstorm. Oh yeah, yeah. We slept in a tent. The tent blew over. The birds were all wet. They wouldn't answer. But he's nine and he's like dad we're gonna go turkey hunting this year i'm like yeah okay we'll try and get you a bird right <laughs> you know i could the, care less about killing a turkey yeah that kind of stuff though like that that particular hunt with the hailstorm and the in your tent with your little kid like we cooked hot dogs and marshmallows him him and just dad right You're always gonna remember that that's the stuff mm-hmm. that like i can remember um being uh i have two older brothers and my dad would take take us you know you got to go elk hunting finally when you were able to elk hunt Um, when you can keep up you can go yeah and but i was the baby so i got to go way before i could because it got to the point where uh, my mom started to hunt a little bit and so the whole family would start to go elk hunting well i was eight years old i mean i was a long ways from being able to hunt but nobody was around to watch so it's either take you <laughs> so or go. mom doesn't and, get to go um, hunt. She's like, forget that. I, yeah, I I don't remember anything from my childhood except for certain times when we were hunting. Things that, uh, you know, per, particular things that happened when we were hunting. And that was just, and, you know, Sam's got pictures. His dad's running around here. He's got pictures of Sam when he was four riding on the back of the truck, you know, mm-hmm. um, when he's guiding. Um, and that's the stuff that you remember and those kids that, um, th- th- that's what made us geeks, We've talked geeks about, about it hunting before. right now. My dad's huge into fishing, right? And I didn't get to go deer hunting until I was like 14 with my cousins out west. And we lived on the west coast and we come back to Utah, Colorado, visit family. And I can remember that I was like 14. I didn't even get to pack a rifle. I didn't have a tag, but I was getting to go with all the uh, uncles and cousins deer hunting. I was up that whole night. Like just oh, waiting yeah. for it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fishing, I could care less about. Patrick, he's, he's over here. <laughs> like, yeah, lot, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, you come up sometime. We'll go fishing together. Yeah. I'll uh, hang hey, out. At least somebody keep the beer cooler close by for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask about something because I mean, I have really good friends that I fish with, and there's just something special about having a buddy. And being able to share those moments. Um, I have a really good buddy of mine. He came down one summer. We went and caught some giant brookies. And to hear him hooting and hollering from his float tube while this brookie towed him around this mountain lake was one of the coolest things ever. So talk about what that's like for you two. Because, I mean, that's that's something special. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'll, just, I'll jump in. Um, I, I'll, I'll just go back to, like, uh, I mean, Zach and I. I was with Zach when he stuck his first bowl with a bow and i'll tell it's a quick story but we were up in the mountains and it was in the middle of the afternoon hot when nobody else was hunting and we were just i mean we're 18 years old man and we just 
that's where it's right back to never quit. Like I'm always, not that we don't take breaks in the afternoon. We don't take a nap, but at that age, at 18, you're on the mountains. You had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you had Friday after work, Saturday, Sunday. We skipped a lot of college. Yeah. We got, <laughs> our degrees are in uh, hunting and work. And, uh, but, um, I looked back at Zach's first hunt and I'll never forget it. Cause he hadn't been bow hunting at all. That was his first everything hunt. And we get in the timber and we're, I'm like, I see elk and he's like, what you know he's like kind of painting they're above us in the timber i do not know looking back i don't know how the thermals weren't just ripping right at them but we're on kind of a bench in the timber and they're like 80 yards 60 yards above us in the trees bedded down and i'm like just sneak in there and he sneaks in there and i mean like nobody does this you don't hear about this on born and raised on youtube they're calling and bugling in the middle of the day no we're sneaking in in black timber on bedded bulls like straight up and I mean, our learning curve was rough, but this is his first suck. And he starts sneaking in and crawling in and crawling in and crawling in. And I'm watching and I can't see the elk, but I can see Zach. And he stops and he crawls all the way back to me. I'm talking like he's there 60 yards. He crawled 30 and he crawls back to me and he goes, he's bedded down. And I don't know if I can get a shot. And I go, I was, it was, he was probably, I was far enough away. We couldn't talk. Converse. Right. So it was all hand motion. I gave him the walk with two fingers hand signal draw back and shoot the sob signal <laughs> like now you got, you got what to, are you doing you got to 30 yards like he gives me the it's bedded down i can't get a shot i give him the crawl up there and draw back and shoot him like you're 30 yards away you were already there he crawls little, little indian crawls back in there 30 yards draws back and all i hear is whack and timber breaking and then I hear, I see him draw back again and whack. And I'm like, holy cow, like stuff's happening. <laughs> and I like take a sidestep to the left and there's a bull. Uh, everybody's, you know, you shoot in your blood trail. No, he shot. The bull stood up, turned, gave him another shot. He dropped it. Second shot, dropped wow. it. Crisscrossed him. That's his first stock, first elk, first everything. And to see that amount of emotion, you talk right there. I'll never forget that day. And it was unreal to watch my buddy who I, <laughs> we met in college the, you know, the fall before. And now we, let's put, I got a spot. Let's put in for elk. You know, I got this great idea. I've been hunting for three years. I've been hunting since I was 15. This is awesome. My mom used to drop me off on the mountains after football games <laughs> and then come pick me up on Sundays. Like I, I couldn't even that's drive awesome. and I was bow hunting. And, and uh, so that's Zach's first elk and that happens. And he, and it's a three by four raghorn. And we, and you should look, I got those little pictures and we're just grinning ear to ear. The funny thing is, there's a 320-inch 6x6 bedded right next to him that he couldn't get a perfect shot at, so he smashes this. <laughs> right. That's how much we cared about antler size. It wasn't about that. It, it was, was about, about the hunt. But yeah, to see, to, I'll, never, I'll never forget Zach. Just like, he's a shaker. Zach shakes. So when it is prime time, you watch his knee, and I mean, it'll, it'll bounce a beer <laughs> off his table. And I'll never forget that, watching him sneak in there. And then he crawls back out, and he goes, I, I'll never forget it. Like, he goes, I can't shoot. He's bedded. And I'm just like... You were just 30 yards from Go shoot him again. Like, but yes, watching that emotion in his face, that first hunt, and that's just 20 years later, you know, 19 hunting seasons later, this last fall, I was in the mountains, and we'd split up. I was down south hunting some mule deer country, and he was up here chasing elk mule deer in one of our spots that we'd kind of scouted on a whim and found some elk in. And anyways, uh, I get an inreach message that I killed a good one. Zach's very humble. Zach, he's my best friend. He's the most humble person ever. And I get a, I get a text message that says, shot a good one, buddy. And right away, I'm just jacked. I'm 10,000 feet going, oh, I'm chasing elk. I'm crushing my back. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of animals, but I hadn't got anything, you know. And we like now. Like, I like to fill out now. Like, if you would talk to anybody, you hear about us. Like, do you guys, Zach and Sam, are done September 1st? It's not because we killed giants. I just like to, I like to shoot stuff, and I like to fill my freezer. So it might be September 1st, and we're done. But anyways... 
I get this message. I killed a good one, buddy. I'm like, how big? He's like, oh, maybe 340. I mean, he's, and I'm like, holy cow, that's a great, great bull, you know, and I don't have service. So day and a half later, I get out of the mountains. I give him a call and I mean, it's a 360 inch bull. It's a stud. My, my humble friend, but to hear his story from nine hours away over the phone, it's just, it's like I'm standing right there and it's, it's your best friend kills a bull. And I wanted to hear every single, like, what did you step on? What did you do this? Because yeah, dude, it's, yeah, you're, when it's your hunting partner and your best friend, there's, there's nothing better than hearing that story from them or being there with them to, 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 to take yeah. that moment. And so, so watching Zach shoot that moose, if you guys watch that YouTube video, I am luckily, I'm rolling the video. I had to edit maybe a few cuss words out because we're pretty excited. <laughs> but if you watch that YouTube video of Zach shooting his moose, you guys see the raw footage on his face and the big bro hug we give each other. And there's tears rolling down both of our eyes because it's just, it's a culmination of so many emotions and all the years putting in and all the scouting and taking taking time away from people's works and family. My dad was in the hospital fighting heart problems and there was so much emotion. I'm getting teary-eyed almost right now thinking about it, but that hunt, yeah, there's nothing better than having that one hunting partner. And I grant I have my wife and that's, that's, that's it too. I mean, I got my kids. wife. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I haven't experienced, I got a three-year-old right now that's, and that's coming. I haven't experienced that. So to have a hunting partner like that and have my wife, I'm so lucky. Same thing. I got my wife and I watched her shoot a bull. It's on video, so you guys will see that. When she sticks a bull, and she hits him forward. I'm not going to lie. She cuts his jugular. Wow. And, but he runs out, and he falls down in 30 yards and piles up, and it's a giant 10-and-a-half-year-old mountain bull on opening day. And that hunt, and she killed one when she was uh, eight-and-a-half months pregnant. She killed a bull with her bow on opening day on public that's, land. That's, that's impressive. impressive. No, yeah, that you want to talk awesome. about a rock star, but to see her wow. emotions there, she's just she's just shaking, and she's got a huge pregnant belly, and she's in tennis <laughs> shoes because her feet are so swollen. She's in she's wearing wow. a tan P&Q t-shirt and leggings because nothing else fits her. One of my P&Q t-shirts because she's got an eight-month-old belly, and she'd hiked a mile and a half into the public land and stuck a bull on opening day. But, yeah, so I got about two friends my wife and my best friend and i watched i've watched I've, I've, i'm very lucky to have a wife that does that and i'm very lucky to have a best friend like zach to see the emotions on both of their faces has been i've got to sit back i've got to be the guy watching that and i've luckily i've caught some of it on video that i'll get to i'll get to show laney i'll get to show her um, Peyton's my wife but my daughter laney she'll mm-hmm. get to see her mom hunting when she's you know pregnant with her and that's cool she'll get to see uncle zach killing his moose and that emotion and i yeah i've caught that raw emotion on there's nothing better so I, that was and a really long winded answer environment i mean that that's yeah. awesome <laughs> it's, yeah. it's cool yeah and, and i'll um just kind of talk about that too as far as hunting partners and um so uh sam and i actually met through a mutual friend um he knew sam and then i met him once we started college and he invited us both on a i think we were bear hunting yeah actually yeah it was uh he's like hey you know he called me and he's like hey uh, me and a, a friend are gonna go just maybe go look for some bears tonight and so so we did i went along and we just that was the first time we ever met we just got to chatting and it was kind of like uh um you know love at first sight (laughs) (laughs) no but it was like the same (laughs) absolutely (laughs) the same level of intensity into what we love to do you know like i knew right away like dude, this guy likes to hunt more than I do. Nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> no, like there's, n- I've never met a person that likes this stuff more than I do. This so, is going to be 
holy smokes like mm-hmm. I, and i'm thinking know, the same thing i'm like dude this guy yeah, likes it. he's jacked up about going bear hunting at night and like nobody's excited to go fall <laughs> bear hunting with us you know what yeah, i mean and it was terrible it was a terrible yeah, night you know like, elk. but yeah yeah we did see a little <laughs> five point bull elk but that was just like holy cow and then you know um just the you know your friendship grows and like you're talking about you watching your buddy um do all those things and when you're in the woods or on the lake or and you see that excitement and you're so excited for them or more um mm-hmm. and you know you have to have that same i think you have to have that same level like of it's hard of, in the of, woods with a hunting partner of love for have the, the game and, and then sam talked about like the bull i killed this year and he wants to know everything i stepped on we've hunted and and then you you hunt so long together that like we are so the same because we grew up you know we we learned how to hunt together here's what he's gonna do next so i need to be here he knew what i was thinking he knew what i was thinking as i'm telling him the story and he's on the other end of the state from me you know and but he knew what i or i knew what he wanted to hear as far as how how the hunt went down and and that's just that's cool you know i could tell a story to anybody but like when i he's asking me questions and i'm like you would ask that you know like you wanted to know what was going on in that particular moment in time and that's just that's uh, cool that's pretty cool yeah we're lucky to have you because i always hear the podcast and you hear guys like how do i find a hunting partner i can't find a hunting partner you hear this you hear this question come up on instagram and stuff and people are just like man you guys are unlucky because we run with a pretty tight crew there's about five of there's five of us buddies that hunt it's not that with my wife, just my like my bros, my buddies. There's five of us that have hunted together for like uh, it was like 17 years now. I mean, 17. Yeah, mate, just a little bit long, shorter than you and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, 17, 18 years where we've all been, you know, applied for. I, we haven't all applied for tags with each other, but we've all been in the same similar camps and everything. We we tune our bows together, we hunt together, we talk these stories together. Each one of us has hunted with each other individual, and we got this crew that we know. I mean, me and Zach are very similar. But then we got this, this this band of guys. I mean, we were almost killed almost 70 bulls between the five of us in the last 17 years. We've been very, very, very lucky to run with a group of guys. And, like, you see that that, that saying that sh- iron steep or Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, iron sharpens yeah. iron. And I feel like yeah. that's it. We push each other. And it makes us better at everything we do. I mean, we're, everything's a competition between us. And we all go out shooting together. And it's made us better. And it's it, it's a great group of guys. It's a, I wouldn't trade them for anything. And I just look back and I'm like, man, I feel sorry for people that don't have that. Because our, our group is... Yeah, exactly. We got a tight, tight group of guys. That, and they'll, we'll pack out of anything. And I know there's guys like... There's guys that are bigger and badder than us. I'm not saying that. There's guys that are animals in Alaska. And in the hills, canyons of Oregon and Idaho, Salmon River country. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. There's guys that are bad dudes. But I guess what I'm getting at is we got a group of guys I feel so fortunate that we hunt and we run with each other that they'll pack anything out of anything we kill good stuff we know how to tune bows you're, you're right there for the other guy I mean your phone call away or you're right over their shoulder helping them so and you're having yeah. so much fun oh man. Oh, absolutely. we yeah. went on a we we went on a, a elk recovery mission this fall <laughs> um our buddy Tom killed a bull calls us all and got a bull like and everybody was just like all right what when and where are we meeting let's get him out mm-hmm. you know and and it just ended up you know we all rolled up the mountain together to go help him out and it wasn't a long pack it wasn't a hard pack and there it was i mean all five of us it was easy, five guys yeah. on a on a single bull elk and it's, that's easy for us you know mm-hmm. but it was just like we had so much fun like we're just bouncing down the trail yeah. and they're just excited you know just absolutely <laughs> stoked but to get in there and there's the four of us that walked in and tom's there you know and it's just like we were just 
the high fives, yeah, the, the like, crap talking, you know. <laughs> because bow hunting is is miserable when you, when oh, you really dude. get into the nuts and bolts. Oh, of it, we right? went over that moose that I hit in the shoulder, and you you hunt for ten days, you don't see stuff, and you're up early in the mornings, oh, you're man, hiking your guts out, you know. But you work all year to get the all two weeks year. to go do this. Yeah, you say you're going bow hunting, but it's a lifestyle. Yes. Bow hunting is a lifestyle. So, like, yeah, I mean, everything we do is revolving around bow hunting. I mean, I got a family first. I got a wife and a little girl to take care of. And then it's bow hunting, like, straight up. And so, yeah, and that culmination all comes around to when you finally loosen that arrow. And then you get to join buddies and get to do that pack out. There is... I mean that's the Grammys. That's and the Grammys. For that that's can, the Super Bowl. Can give you grief, but can dish it oh, out, right? That's the best. Yeah. You know, you got to have somebody that can take a little bit of ribbon, right? Oh yeah, and our you, buddy Tom, he's the. He's, you shoot a little bowl and give you a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, but that, that's the fun of it yeah. when you get that camaraderie, and sometimes you got to take a little, a little crap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah. You do. So yeah, but it's all it, it's all in good fun and. Um, and you know, that was, Zach tells about that hunt or that pack out. That was the first time that all five of us had been together at once. Four of us had done, four oh, of us, cool. four of us, three of us, two of us. It's the first time that all five had been together on one pack out. That's and cool. So to take that picture that night when we got back to the truck, you know, it's midnight. We take that picture. It was a, such a cool feeling that all and five the, of us had done. The anti-hunters see that photo, right? And they of, see the dead head. And they see the dead head, and they yeah. see you smiling, and they don't understand that that's a, a culmination of 20 years of friendship, right? Oh, exactly. And you're oh, more yeah. importantly going to look at that photo 20, 30 years from now and go, remember when we did that? Yeah. Do you remember how much you show that, that, that to sucked? Your kids. You're going to show it to your kids and be like, look at Uncle Zach here. Look hey. at Uncle <laughs> Kenny here, you know? And yeah, you're going to sit like, look at this elk that Uncle Tom got, and... Yeah, you guys, we yeah, had the back straps I, off I can that. show you the new truck or the big fancy house or what, but when I show you one of these yes. trophy photos that, especially the ones that I suffered on, you know, and one that comes to mind is my brother and I slept in a cave in Alaska when we both killed our doll sheep the next morning, right? <laughs> our water was frozen. Three guys split one mountain house for a night. I'm a starving, you know, <laughs> pure misery, right? <laughs> but you loved it. I loved it. When I show you that photo, I'm like, that was pure joy that i want to do that again well yeah. I, I just want to say i see you guys are more than friends you're family oh, and that's yeah. that's one of the things that i think that the anti-hunting crowd and anti-fishing crowd doesn't understand is that when you spend time in the outdoors like that you grow to be more than just friends you're family i mean you're brothers oh, and, for sure. and there's nothing that's ever going to change that and that's that's something that's so cool about our sports is that you truly have a brotherhood and a sisterhood. I mean, there's oh, a yeah. lot of women that hunt together that Absolutely, are just yeah. avid about it. And it's that's what makes it special. You guys need to get my wife on here and get her to talk. She's very humble and she's very quiet, but she she eats it up. She loves that's hunting. Awesome. So, yeah, it's women too. It's not just a guy's thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm so excited for my little girl. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's all That's around. the cool thing that since his wife Peyton does love to hunt, and, so, and then I see my little niece... Laney and just the excitement and like today there was deer in their front yard and she was she told her mom that she was she was gonna shoot him you know like, <laughs> um, like she's gonna be a wrecking ball That's she, like awesome. that girl's is gonna be, you wait oh you guys will see be, her i'm sure she'll be live and at it the auction tomorrow she'll be running around like crazy <laughs> but that's the family thing that yeah. like she's involved already she loves just you know because that's what her mom and dad do so yep. Yeah, I've got I've got four little kids, and my youngest daughter is an avid fisherman. I mean, she is hardcore, man. Perfect. Snow, sleet, rain doesn't matter. She's out there, and 
and she's like, Dad, we need to go fishing. I need a few more master angler fish. You know, <laughs> she's doing that master angler thing, and it's just the coolest thing. You're gonna you're gonna get to see just that development. I'm excited of, of your daughter doing that. It's such a cool thing. That's so awesome, cool. guys. I hope your little one gets a turkey this year. We're we're gonna try. He's he uh, he was on the podcast here not too long ago. We, we let the him. kids come on. Oh, it was you? so much fun. It was oh, great. I have to listen to that. that I took awesome. him. He's like I said. He was moose hunting with my wife and I and. Our, my oldest is Hunter. That's his name. Oh, so, really? And then we got Drake. Is the next Dustin one. Fitting Dustin to be Fitting, a Hunter. Fitting Hunter and Drake. <laughs> yeah, yes. no joke. They're going to be Hunter. Yeah, but I mean, he was. I got pictures of him three years old. We're up elk hunting. He finds a five-point shed. We took that five-point shed home and built a hat rack. It's in his room, right? That's He's like, awesome. He doesn't even really remember, you know, and he thinks he found it. But yeah, 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 like, yeah. Here, go pick that yeah. up. But I got a picture of him asleep in the saddle. His mother... Uh, forced me to put a bicycle helmet on him while he was riding in the mountains. That's that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll com- capitulate. But you know, he was on the podcast. And he's going to be nine this year. And he was on it just the other day. He went cow elk hunting in December with us. And he's like, Dad, that was fun. I want to do that again. Awesome. It was him and him and I. And we went up, went cow hunting for the day. Right, got a cow. And he's like, that was. We crawled up in the snow and <laughs> had his snowsuit on. At first, he didn't want to ride the horse. I took two horses and. When we parked the horse trailer where I could see cow elk on the hill above us. It's not, this is not a difficult hunt, guys, yeah, right? Yeah. But he's, he's walking the first couple of nerds. I'm like, buddy, why don't you get on the horse? He's like, no, I don't want to. He walks about another hundred yards in six inches of snow and he goes, can I ride the horse now, dad? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, he's like, I'm glad you brought the horse. Oh, I bet. I so, bet. But you'll get those experiences and just, you know, you definitely have to check some expectations. You're not taking a seven-year-old and going to go shoot your trophy moose. You're not going to be passing 300-inch bulls and say, we're going to go find a 400-inch bull. But I'll tell you what, having, I mean, my wife shot her moose with him in the backpack, right? And having your kids be part of that experience and checking the expectations. And today, we're just going to go hunting. We may not get anything. Yeah. But if you can just show them critters through binoculars, I mean, like, that's going to be the memories of my dad took me. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. And it's like I tell my kids, I'm like, it may not be the you know, the day that we just slay the fish, but you're outside, you're with family, you're enjoying the fresh air, you're enjoying this experience. There's nothing better than that. And so just enjoying every day for what it is. It's a gift, you know, yeah, and, and just is. experiencing that. Cause you don't know what can happen. You know, the next day you may have an injury where you can't go do that stuff anymore. So you got to enjoy every moment. You know, that's, that's why I like David with bow spider, you know, never miss the moment. You know, it's like it's you got to take advantage of that time. Trophy bull elk. Oh. Plus, these kids grow up so fast, man. Like my oldest is eleven, and I don't know where the time went. Like I seriously have no idea. And pretty soon, she's going to be out of the house. So I want to make those memories as much as I can. So I encourage you. You know, make as many of those memories I as will. you can. I will. I'll do my best. Definitely. I mean, yeah, mine's nine. If he's going to leave the house at eighteen, I have nine more hunting yep. seasons. You got double what you went done. through already. Yep. yep. That's it. That's goes quick. It so. goes fast, but it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade a 400 inch bull for. I'd rather go shoot a cow elk every year and have my boy with me than get yeah. to go shoot a 400 inch bull and leave him. Home. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Well, thank, you so having, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for we'll having us. Look forward to and see what you guys do from here on out. And, yeah. You know, yeah. predators never quit. Yeah. So. Tell us. Tell us again. Tell the listeners where they can find predators right, so the, never quit. All right. Well, thank you. The website is www.predatorsneverquit.com. Um, Instagram is sdavis2506. That's my personal one, which that rolls most of my stuff. And then Predators Never Quit. Also, I do have an Instagram page. And then uh, Predators Never Quit on YouTube. 
That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, we're really glad that we got to hang out with you guys today, too, here at the banquet. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, we're glad you guys came over for the Bowhunters of Wyoming. It's awesome. It's a, it's a great event. You guys are going to meet some. There's some legends that need to talk on this, Mike, more than you need to talk to Zach. There's guys here that we look up to that nobody knows. I mean, yeah, people know a little bit of them on social media, but there's some guys here that we look up to that you hear our stories, but their stories trump ours 110 times more. I mean, Well, I had a blast listening about moose hunting. Uh, that thanks, that was pretty awesome. We really are going to look forward to seeing where where you guys go from here we'll keep an eye out we'll we'll put it in the show notes so listeners can move right over and check your guys' stuff out yeah well, yeah you guys know zach's got i'll say is zach's got instagram zachary dean dewitt but he is a uh, very <laughs> lame on the social media you probably got, there's probably more pictures of him on my social media than there is on his own so Absolutely. Right, he's That's calling right, you out there zach you're gonna have to step it up a little bit <laughs> fired up a little bit yeah uh, all right thanks guys thank yeah, you thanks thank for you. coming on 